Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Eight minutes before five o'clock. Shank of the day, baby. It's chore time. Bob and Jill with you. Jill's a little tired because uh, the Welke Land and Cattle Company is uh, in birth mode right now. How are we doing this spring? Now, what's the latest number of calves on the ground? We're at 32. Got them all named? Absolutely. Do you really? Now, um, this year it's all L's, right? Yep. Yesterday we had Levi, Lyle, and Liz. All right. Good for you. And uh, how many we got left? About 25? Uh, no, not quite that many. We're more than halfway done. We got about uh, 20, 22 left. All right. So again, but uh, it's a cool morning for those little rascals out there. It's 13 right now around here. Rice Lake is only four above. Medford's at seven above. Cool morning out there. And this cool weather does continue as we get close to the end of March. But that won't stop. Baseball starts today. I think every team in Major League Baseball is going to play today. The Brewers will be down in Chicago playing the Cubs. So, again, uh, get out your Brewer stuff and start watching baseball. Oshkosh Farm Show. It's the last day of the Oshkosh Farm Show over at the Experimental Aircraft Grounds in Oshkosh. That'll go from about 9 to 3 today. Ag Day at the Capitol was yesterday, as a lot of folks got down there to talk about all kinds of issues in uh, the state as far as agriculture is concerned. And uh, next Friday, of course, is Good Friday. That's a certain sign of spring because next Friday morning, Brent Wink will start his uh, Friday mornings joining us on the air. Brent, of course, is going to be here during the uh, planting, growing, and harvesting season. We'll get him in here next week and uh, get some of the thoughts that he's got going into the spring. So lots of things going on as we move forward, but it just cannot warm up around our part of the country as, uh, again, temperatures single digits to teens around most of the state. We'll talk about that as well. When's your graduation day? When are you going to walk for (laughs) get your degree over there at UW-Stout? Now walk across the stage and graduating with honors, too, I understand. Yeah. Holy man. Well, that makes one out of two of us that graduate from college with honors. (laughs) Half the room graduated with honors. Well, there you go. What is the graduation date? May 6th. May 6th. All right. So, uh, again, congratulations to Jill getting her college degree here. And uh, that's quite an accomplishment. And, again, uh, UW-River Falls, speaking of colleges, UW-River Falls, big day tomorrow. It's Ag Tech Day. And uh, there'll be students from all over Wisconsin, Minnesota over there in the judging competition over at UW-River Falls. And I know Dr. Tim Buttles, who taught high school agriculture at North a few years ago before he got his Ph.D. and went over to River Falls. I talked to him at a judging competition not long ago, and he said he is going to be leaving River Falls. He's going down to the University of Wisconsin-Platteville and take over as the dean of the School of Education down there. So... Congratulations to Tim Buttles, and good luck to him as he goes from River Falls down to Platteville to uh, work 
in education. So lots of moving parts as we get going this morning, including uh, the weather's moving and uh, March 31st, not far away. That's the deadline for a lot of things. Nominations for the Milk Marketing Board. Uh, what other boards we got? The Cherry, no, not Cherry Board, but. We've got the Ginseng Board. Yep. We've got the Potato Board. Okay. We've got the Dairy Farmers. We've got um, a deadline for the DadCap Farm to School Advisory Council nominations. The DadCap rec- Recruiting Students for Next Education, Next Agriculture Youth Council. So again, March 31st, we'll remind you of all those. Lots of good things to get involved in if you're involved in those areas of agriculture. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more this morning right here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're not far away. Jill just reminded me, asked me, don't you plant potatoes? You plant a garden, plant potatoes on Good Friday. That's always been the tradition. I try to plant a garden. Do you? <laughs> sometimes it turns out, sometimes it doesn't. Well, that was always my story, and my garden turns out all the time now. It's, my garden is perfect. That's because you are the farmer's markets. That's right. <laughs> farmer's markets never miss, I'll <laughs> tell you that. You have people that are a lot better at growing gardens than I am, fighting the deer and the squirrels and everything else. So, again, <laughs> next Friday, good Friday. I don't know if we're going to get potatoes planted or not. I know probably not this week. We've got 41, the high today. Tonight, it'll get down to about 13, maybe a little light snow. Friday, it'll get up to 42, so that precipitation will continue. And I don't know, maybe start out as a little sleet or something, and then with 42, it'll go to rain, but I don't think a whole lot of it. Saturday, 35. Sunday, 52. Monday, right around 50s for the high. It's about 13 very chilly degrees this morning. Hey, glad to have you down on the farm with us on this chilly Thursday morning at Wax. 13 degrees out there. Around here, if you're up Rice Lake, it's only four above. Medford, seven above. Wausau, 14. La Crosse, 19. It's a cool morning out there, but uh, hang in there. It's supposed to get around 40 today. Hey, it's 5 o'clock a minute after. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, about some news? NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Victims of this week's deadly school shooting in Nashville are being remembered. Mayor John Cooper and First Lady Jill Biden were among a group of mourners who attended Wednesday night's candlelight vigil at a public park in Tennessee's capital city. Cooper called Monday's massacre at the Covenant School our city's worst day. He praised first responders for their efforts in taking down the shooter and pushed for the community to come together. President Biden says democracies across the world are getting stronger, not weaker. Our job is to keep building on our progress so we don't start heading in the wrong direction again. The president kicked off a virtual democracy summit with heads of state by announcing a $690 million commitment to help advance democracy around the world. He added he's working with Congress to put nearly $6 billion over the next three years towards the effort. The funds are used to support free and independent media, fight corruption, bolster human rights, and other initiatives. An investigation is underway after two military helicopters crashed in Kentucky Wednesday night. Officials say it happened during a routine training mission near Fort Campbell. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear confirmed the crash on Twitter, adding that multiple fatalities were expected. Former Vice President Mike Pence is deciding how to respond to a judge's decision to have him testify about January the 6th, 2021. Brian Shook reports. Speaking to reporters in Iowa, Pence said he's heading to Washington, D.C. to meet with his attorney to decide how to move forward with an appeal. Pence noted that he has nothing to hide and said he did his duty during the Capitol riot. I'm Brian Shook. 
And baseball is coming back. The MLB is kicking off its opening day festivities with a full slate of games Thursday. Those include the Philadelphia Phillies at the Texas Rangers, Toronto Blue Jays at the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Chicago White Sox at the Houston Astros. The first two games begin at 105 Eastern, which features the Atlanta Braves versus the Washington Nationals and the San Francisco Giants against the New York Yankees. You are listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather-wise, boy, oh boy, we just can't uh, can't break through and get a warm spell, but uh, we're gaining on it. Yesterday, it didn't get very warm. Today, it will get into the low 40s. Mixed precipitation, though. You know, and then some light snow as we go overnight. Chance of rain tomorrow, high of 42. Partly cloudy on Saturday. It'll be cool again. High only 35, but then low 50s on Sunday and Monday, but a mixed precipitation as we go along today, so be careful. As we said, it's cold. Rice Lake's only four above. Medford, seven, 14 in Wausau and Marshfield. La Crosse, 19. Green Bay, 18. Madison, Sun Prairie, only 19. It's 23 in Milwaukee and 13 degrees here in the Eau Claire area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven and a half minutes now after five o'clock. You're in Wax. Market time brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill, the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 158 to 168 and a half with mixed at 126 to 157. Choice fed beef heifers are 159 to 169 with mixed at 110 to 158. Choice fed Holstein steers are 134 to 150 with select and silage fed steers 105 to 133. Cows are 75 to 89. Bulls are 83 to 117. Butcher hogs are 38 to 67 and a half with sows at 27 to 39 and a half. Boars are 13 to 18 and a half with new crop market lambs, 135 to 150. Feeder lambs are 70 to 270. Ewes are 60 to 125. Small goats are 30 to $195. Medium goats are 75 to 230. Large goats are 155 to 420, and nanny goats are 50 to 230. And at the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle, feeder cattle higher, lean hogs were lower. April live cattle, 165.82, that closed 87 cents higher. June at 159.65, up 75. August, 159.45, up 72. And October live cattle, 163.90, up 85. Feeder cattle for April, 198.20, that was up 97. May at 202.52, that was up $1.72. August feeder cattle up 205 at 218.95. And September up $1.82 at 221.35. Hog contracts were lower. April 76.77, down 97. May hogs, 84.42, that was down $1.57. June at 90.82, down $1.90. And July at ninety two ninety two, that was down a dollar seventy five. And taking a look at the rest of our markets, corn and beans were higher on the board yesterday. More corn sales to China and soybean people feeling a little better about the bank situation. Overnight, though, we lost just a touch of ground. July corn down a penny at six twenty nine. Oats down a penny at three sixty four. May uh, July wheat down a penny at seven fourteen. July soybeans also down a penny. At fourteen forty nine, meal down ninety cents a ton, four fifty two ninety. Barrel cheese, block cheese fell yesterday. Barrels one ninety and a half down four and a half. Blocks down another nine and three quarters, one ninety three and a half. Block cheeses fell about sixteen cents in the last two days. Butter up two and three quarters at two thirty nine and three quarters. 
March class three up one eighteen oh six. April down two at nineteen fifty. May down eight at eighteen fifty. June up twelve at eighteen forty seven. And July up seventeen at eighteen ninety three. As prices were higher out through December. So that's where we are this morning. Let's look at the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Ten minutes after five at whack. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of farm news to get to today. Folks were in Madison, Ag Day at the Capitol yesterday. Also, uh, some interesting numbers as far as corn yield around the country. We're going to look at all that stuff. Good morning at Wax. 13 degrees. We get 41 with some mixed precipitation today. And we'll also take a look in just a few moments at some of our ag news right here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quarter after five, Northside Elevator, Loyal, Stanley, Arcadia, bringing us uh, the news. And a lot of folks were in Madison yesterday, Jill. They were. Farmers that attended Ag Day at the Capitol in Madison yesterday talked with their state legislators about many state agricultural issues, including the need to upgrade our rural roads. Many of them were showing support for the recently introduced Ag Road Improvement Act, which was introduced by two Republican legislators, Representative Travis Trannell and Senator Howard Marklin. If passed, the bill would spend $150 million to upgrade rural roads around the state. And all that would be state money for local governments to use to upgrade roads and bridges used by farmers every day. And if any dairy farmers across the state want to serve on the National Dairy Promotion and Research Board, now might be your chance. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will nominate 13 dairy operators from around the country later this year to fill three-year terms on the board, which will begin on November 1st and run through October of 2026, with two of those new appointees coming from Wisconsin. To be considered, a dairy farmer needs to be nominated for a seat by April 28th. The board is made up of 36 dairy farmers and one dairy importer. And uh, interesting things. Saw a story yesterday uh, on the DTN network as far as corn yields around the country, and it was kind of interesting. Give us the highlights of that, Jill. Well, the final yields came in from last year's corn crop. The best yields came from Elmore County in Idaho. Farmers there planted just over 19,000 corn acres last year and average yields of 247.3 bushels to an acre to be the top corn yield county in the country. But Illinois led the country as a top corn yield state. They had five of the top 10 corn yielding counties in the country with Stark County finishing second on yields across the country with 240.6 bushels an acre. But on the other end of the spectrum, Ottawa County, Oklahoma, had the poorest county average with just 19.8 bushels to an acre, mainly because of the drought. Interesting. In, uh, now, in Elmore County, Idaho, they planted 19,500 acres. Stark County, Illinois, which was second, as Jill said, at 240.6, 86,200 acres. And again, uh, five of the top ten counties were in Illinois. None in Iowa, none in Minnesota, none in Indiana, none in Ohio. Idaho, Illinois, Colorado had the top ten states. But the bottom 10, 10 worst counties, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. But again, that's because of that drought down there. But 19.8, 22.5, 27.7. There were some areas that uh, 
didn't raise a lot of corn last year because Mother Nature didn't allow it to happen. Hopefully it'll be better. Tomorrow they got a big report coming out, which will include the prospective plantings report for corn, beans, wheat, and other things. That'll be a USD report coming out tomorrow. Hey, in just a couple of moments, we're going to hear about uh, custom spreading. The custom operators, the demand for custom operators. We'll hear what's going on around the stake. Isaac Lemonis will join us to talk about that. So we'll find out about custom operators, custom spreading next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. With spring comes manure hauling and spreading, and there's going to be more and more equipment back on the road. But what is demand really like for custom operators? I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Manure application is part of the conservation conversation. Isaac Lemoness, OEM product specialist at Arbron Inc., explains how the sustainability conversation fits into his line of work. He says there is a high demand for custom operators to haul manure, but not necessarily enough operators themselves to keep up in the long haul. With the industry uh, growing and growing more cows, decent milk prices and everything, um, dairy farmers, they, they keep adding cows. Um, and just to try to capitalize on their investment and whatnot generates more manure, more slurry for us to move. So every year it seems like we have more and more manure to move, more and more jobs to get done. And to be honest with you, with the high-speed planters that came in the last five, six years, the demand gets higher and higher every year because you guys want to get the manure out on the field and crops in the ground sooner than ever. So really the demand for the custom manure applicators out there is, to me, higher than ever. How many gallons do you pump a year normally, or what do you expect it to be for 2023? So here at Brown, we uh, we pump uh, about 275 to 280 million gallons a year. And this year, we expect about the same. We had a couple customers who went out of business, you know, so sold the farms, sold the animals. But every time we lose a small guy like that, we end up gaining gallons at, at other dairies because them cows are going somewhere and getting milk somewhere. So every year, our historical customers, you know, traditionally have more slurry to pump. Are there enough custom operators to meet this demand? The demand is greater than it ever has been. Uh, here locally, here in Manitowoc County, we just have uh, just had another custom operator, custom manure pumper, who consigned all his equipment on an auction, um, so we lost another custom harvester and pumper. So is there enough custom operators to meet the demand today? Maybe. Tomorrow, in terms of later this year, next year? I foresee this being a being a huge issue in the future. Um, in real, reality, today it is also. You mentioned equipment. How is your access to equipment, or what type of technology are you using to be able to meet different farms' nutrient management plans? How has it changed over the years, and how you're spreading? Access to equipment has been has been tough. I think uh, any industry you're in right now, anybody could vouch for that. It's, it's been it's been tough, but what we're seeing is a lot more. You know, older equipment that traditionally would get traded out of, some guys are, are holding on to and, you know, not updating that, that iron like what they their business plan usually allows them to do. So I'm kind of in a unique role here, both work with our custom application crews. Myself in the past, I used to be a custom pumper before coming to Brown here. So I have that portion of the business and I also represent our OEM product. So for us, you know, manure application equipment is kind of with our fabricators, everyone in the shop here, you know, we kind of dictate the pumping equipment, what we can build, but uh, it's definitely limited. As far as technologies, we're gearing towards for nutrient management plans and everything. 
We have more and more customers adopting minimum disturbance manure injection. One huge plus with that, when done right, is it's minimizing trips across this field. And so we have customers that were applying with minimum disturbance injection units in the fall. And when that job's done right, when the field conditions are right, that customer can go out there in the spring and maybe just work headlands lightly or some of the crossover areas where we rut up. But the majority of that field, he's not working twice, three times to work down them ruts. So on the whole conservation side of things, you know, A, we're we're maintaining the structure of that field, but B, that farmer, end user, has less fuel put into it, less tractor hours, less labor, and everything. So it's a win-win for everybody there, in my opinion. As far as technology and equipment changing over the years, we've absolutely seen changes there. Um, Whether it's uh, different crop rotations, which is allowing more summer spreading on a green crop, on a cover crop or whatnot, to, like I just said here with the minimum minimum disturbance injection, one of the big benefits and the big, big thing to the industry and a lot of growers and farmers are changing to it along with us as applicators, um, we're trying to spread more in the summer on a growing crop. That way we can get the nutrients out there on the ground when the crop needs it. Um, you get a lot of good uh, absorption from the ground because it's traditionally more drier, you know, better fit than in the uh, wet fall or in the wet spring. Um, and also that crop can use them nutrients when they need it. So that's one of the big things that really not even just Wisconsin, I, I see Midwest and almost country, you know, nationwide here uh, that's getting more more and more adapted to. Sustainability plays a key role into what you guys do every day, but how are you doing when it comes to land conservation plans and DNR coming in or things like that? Sustainability is huge. Um, right now, the business owners, you know, these farmers that are running like a business and looking to the future, sustainability is their top, in my opinion, one of their top, top goals um, when looking five, ten years down the road. So what we're doing there, you know, is an industry-wide, um, like I mentioned prior, the minimum disturbance injection, um, you know, lowering application rates, which there we're putting less gallon per acre down. Uh, one, one way we're achieving that is spreading it out, like with the cover crops, um, being able to spread on a green crop, spreading on that ground multiple times a year um, versus doing a large dose in the spring or a large, large dose in the fall. We're able to spread them nutrients out, you know, able to get them to the crops when they need them. The big thing is conservation-wise, you know, in the future at see is maintaining that soil structure. You know, if we go out there with a conventional chisel plow or a disc or whatnot, which a lot of people are doing yet, you know, every, everyone's ground's a little different. We're disturbing that whole top layer of that soil, and any type of decent structure we have there is gone in that top couple inches. So there's a, there's definitely changes coming down the pipeline. There's changes that have been impl- implemented already as far as that, um, but a, a lot of good things happening for in the future here in the, in the dairy world as far as manure injection. As your clients change, so do you, and that affects your inputs in your costs and your business. From a farmer's perspective, when hiring you, are their costs going up? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, inputs have gone up, whether it's labor, iron, tires, you know, you name it. Almost everything out there is up. Um, you know, and with that, if, if, if prices don't change, out goes, out goes profitability and sustainability for a company. Um, so, yeah, you know, prices have changed. Prices have reflected with that. But... At the end of the day, we're trying to provide a top-notch service to customers, and so we need top-notch employees, top-notch equipment to do that. So um, a lot of our customers understand, as long as we're not gouging, um, 
a lot of our customers understand the increases, and they're, they're seeing it across the board. When it comes to hauling, how are road weight limits affecting you? So, yeah, so road weights, uh, you know, come spring here, the application season is right around the corner. We're constantly constantly battling, you know, road postings um, when as a frost is coming out, which up here in Wisconsin right now, we don't have much frost. Um, we have snow cover, um, not much frost, but, uh, yeah, whenever we need to truck manure, there's alternate routes that need to be taken to get that uh, to get that slurry out to the field. Road weights and, uh, you know, postings definitely are an issue. But at the end of the day, though, as much as it's a pain in the butt, we all want to protect our infrastructure. And again, that's Isaac Levinus with the uh, custom operators in uh, Wisconsin. Some of the costs and challenges that uh, go with getting the job done on the farm. We've got uh, more jobs to get done, including finding out what's been going on at the markets this week. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock over there in Withy. That'll be next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's balmy in downtown Lublin this morning. Rocky Olson is with us for Premier Livestock. How cool is it over there in Lublin? We got six this morning. Really? Well, good. You're warmer than Rice Lake. There are four. Wow. <laughs> it's hard to believe we haven't been able to get a warmer March than we've had, but maybe April will be better, but... We got to get rid of the rest of the snow and get into the fields here in another, you know, few months or few months, few weeks. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but yeah. right now we're going to the sale barn. How did it go yesterday with everybody and all the cattle that were there? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's uh, dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold uh, 227 head of dairy cattle. We had three complete herd dispersals. Uh, top quality Holstein fresh cows brought 1850 to 2700. Uh, many other good cows from 1350 to 18 and a quarter. Uh, the one tie stall herd, uh, 75 cow herd, averaged 1750. Uh, two organics herd sold uh, with one herd averaging 1950. Uh, top organic cows brought 2000 to 2700 Tuesday, we also had a special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we sold over 600 dairy heifers. That makes uh, 827 head of dairy cattle sold this week. Uh, we sold those heifers to seven different states. Uh, on Tuesday, we sold most of the open, uh, open Holstein heifers from 125 to 175 per pound. The Swiss dispersal, 135 of them, uh, all under 22 months old from newborns to short breads average two dollars and 55 cents per pound uh heifers selling up to 13 dollars per pound top sellers were newborn calves at 1700 dollars uh we sold 520 pound heifers for 3200 710 pound heifers for 3500 so next week tuesday uh that'll be our special feeder cattle auction bread beef cow auction we're expecting 800 to 1000 head of feeder cattle uh auction also features a complete angus beef herd dispersal uh black cow bred black. Then Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction. Five loads of top-notch parlor freestall cows from some of our best consigners. Uh, we have a 100-cow parlor freestall herd, all Holsteins milking in the 80s. Uh, and then we also have another herd of Holsteins, uh, brown Swiss cross, and a few brown Swiss of tie stall cows. Also, this uh, all this information, uh, plus lots more on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call anytime. Uh, 715-229-2500, and that's how it shaped up, Bob. Where'd you get all those Swiss cattle? Uh, come out of Iowa. Oh, they did? Yep. Yep, see, 
Secrets, one of the nicer uh, Swiss herds probably in the country. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was quite a cattle show, I'll tell you, on Tuesday. Oh, so. man, oh, man. Did you expect you can, they were going to be that good? Uh, they were a little better than I thought they were going to sell. Oh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, you couldn't find a place to sit. 250-some buyers. Yeah, it was uh, lots of fun. Oh, that's, uh, those are the good days, that's for sure. You, Thanks, Rocky. You Have a good one. You too, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in Withy. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Speaking of places to play, they'll be playing in ballparks, major league ballparks, starting later on today. It's baseball. It starts with opening day today. Every team is involved. And we've got a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, Mark uh, Mike Dandry over there at uh, Skywarn 13. How'd you get to be a? You're from North Dakota. How'd you get to be a Pittsburgh Pirate fan? Well, I was born in Pittsburgh, and oh, actually, you were? yeah, and uh, my first job was in North Dakota, so that's oh, where I, that's I moved from. Work. Oh, I yeah, see. but uh, that that's all right. I didn't expect you to know my whole life story. Three so. River Stadium. That used to be right there at the confluence, didn't it? Yep, and I have uh, been to Three River Stadium before, and and also PNC Park now, and Heinz Field. I refuse to call it what it's you know recognized by the league now, but I it's. Know it. I know what they sell all these deals. Oh, any way to make a buck, I guess. Yeah, that's what they say. So anyway, how is Pittsburgh going to be any good this year? No, I'm ready to have my heart broken. <laughs> well, you want to think about it a little bit before you answer? <laughs> nope, it's it's the Pirates, and it's post-1979, so let's yeah. just be realists here. Yeah, some, one of my favorite all-time players was Willie Stargell. I loved Willie Stargell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's the a lot. Oh, yeah, the We Are Family. Yep, yep, that's for sure. Well, hopefully... Some places around, I don't know, the Twins play at home today? I don't even know. But, I, I don't know about the Twins. I don't know either. But if they do, it's going to be cold around here, huh? Oh, yeah. For so, baseball, at least. For baseball. Maybe not necessarily for football. But, uh, yeah, today we'll have a little bit of filtered sunshine maybe by the daybreak hours. But clouds already starting to work in towards southeastern Minnesota. And that comes out ahead of our next weather system. That'll bring us a few chances at some rain and some wet, heavy snow mixing with that towards the middle of the afternoon before that transitions to rain through the overnight. And even some thunderstorms and going through the afternoon tomorrow, expecting more thunderstorms with our highs into the mid-40s. Further towards the south, some of those storms could be on the stronger side. And then we cap off the system Friday night into Saturday morning with a transition back to a wet and heavy snow that could lead to some accumulations that may cause some travel impacts for your Saturday morning. Otherwise, Saturday will have some windy conditions, but becoming sunny with highs into the upper 30s. Sunday, winds out of the south, and that'll push our temperatures into the upper 40s and low 50s. And Monday, another chance at hitting 50, but likely hanging out into the upper 40s. Tuesday and Wednesday bring another chance at a storm system heading our way as well, with highs into the mid to upper 40s. But right now, it is very cold to kick us off with a temperature of 11 degrees in Eau Claire. Ooh, boy, I just, uh, Jill just checked the... Uh twins play at kansas city today which isn't going to be any bargain either i don't think you're right at least marginally better but uh, uh, not ideal that's for sure go pirates yeah go let's go bucks <laughs> see you later buddy <laughs> absolutely talk to you tomorrow Bob. there goes mike dandry over there at sky warren 13 with our weather brought to you by bluff country feed and seed wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report 22 minutes before six o'clock here at wax let's uh get into the old slugger in the newsroom 
Morgan McCarthy, you much of a baseball player? I know your daughter plays a lot of ball, but did you play ball growing up, or were you too worried about your fingernails? Oh, well, there is a thing called bar league. So I played a different kind of ball. I sat <laughs> no, in the bleachers. When you're 10, 12 years old, you didn't play in the bar league, did you? You weren't that advanced. No, no, I wasn't that advanced. Uh, no, I never played a ton myself, uh, but I watched a lot of it. Uh, you know, friends that played and that kind of thing. So, yeah. But now I'm actually... You had to cheer on your boyfriend. Yeah, right. I can tell you what I've turned into. I've turned into a ball hauler for my daughter, her gear, and all of her friends. That's so. part of the contract yeah. of becoming a mom. I'm going to need a, another back row seat in the vehicle at this point, I think. <laughs> I would imagine we always do. you got to buy a minivan till they're uh, out of the house, that's for sure. I might need a U-Haul at this well, rate. <laughs> that wouldn't hurt either. What's going on? Well, on this baseball opener, we start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Beginning in La Crosse, a man now faces several felony drug charges after being revived with Narcan after an overdose. It's Simon Kleinertz, who was arraigned yesterday after police were called to a home on Ferry Street for two people who had stopped breathing. Hunter Melby taken to the hospital for treatment and police found over $15,000 in cash, marijuana, cocaine, mushrooms, LSD, nitrous oxide canisters, and substances believed to be fentanyl or heroin. In the Dunn County area, an update but no identification yet as one person was found dead after a fire in that area. It happened Sunday evening in New Haven. Several hours for crews on site there to put that fire out. Remains then later found the next day by sheriff's deputies and they're working to confirm the person's identity. As we look into some other headlines, we can tell you that the Day of the Badger comes off a successful campaign. Fundraiser bringing in more than $1.5 million for programs and funds at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. The event saw over 6,200 gifts pledged. An important work done now as we salute heroes from Vietnam. Veterans from Wisconsin honored yesterday with a proper welcome home event. Fifty years ago, on March 29th, the last of our U.S. troops and prisoners of war came home from Vietnam. And during that time, many of the veterans weren't welcomed with open arms because of the controversy of the war. The yesterday's welcome home procession took place, followed by a lived experience panel discussion at the Wisconsin-Vietnam Veterans Place and the wreath-laying ceremony as well. And Bob and Jill, get out your macaroni and glitter. There's uh, Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources holding a contest to design next year's Wisconsin State Park and vehicle admission sticker. You can do that online. Find more information, 715newsroom.com. And we get out of art class and go back to the barn where there's always work to be done. With Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. You know, our state parks are wonderful places. I love them. I, I mm-hmm. haven't been to all of them, obviously, but mm-hmm. the ones I've been to, they're just fantastic they're places. beautiful yeah, and they i really think that we really are spoiled to be able to get out in that beautiful nature although now if it would be a little bit warmer <clears throat> wink wink nod nod we could get out more often oh yeah but they still all went along for cross-country ski and snowshoeing and all kinds of stuff they're they're great absolutely all right we'll see you in the park it's a deal bob all right there goes morgan in the newsroom this morning here on wax 17 minutes now before 6 o'clock at Wax, 11 degrees out there. It's cooled off a couple since we started joining you at the shank of the day. And uh, some things going on. Don't forget that today is the last day of the Oshkosh Farm Show over at the EAA grounds in Oshkosh. Also on Saturday, high school students from all over the area and Minnesota will be descending on UW River Falls for the annual Ag Tech Contest. That's been going on since 1961. Jill, what else? Well, there's a lot of applications due here tomorrow for getting to DadCap. They're accepting applications to buy local, buy Wisconsin grants through tomorrow. They're also recruiting students for the next Agricultural Youth Council. 
And there's also the Farm to School Advisory Council nominations. They're open through tomorrow. And then we've got the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Director's Election. That needs to be get your information in tomorrow, by tomorrow. And then we've got the Potato Board. We've got the Ginseng Board. And then going into this weekend, if you're looking for dairy cattle, head on up to Barron County. The Barron County Holstein Breeders are having their spring sale. That starts at 11 o'clock on Saturday. And that'll be in Barron at the Barron Sale Pavilion in downtown Barron. So uh, that's always a good sale. And if you're hungry on Sunday, you can get something to eat around here, too. Yeah, you can head on over to Chippewa Falls. They're having their pancake breakfast and silent auction on Sunday from 9 till one thirty at the Columbus Association Hall. And then after you get done with that, if you're still looking for something to do, head on over to Spencer. They're having their third annual Farm Toy Show that goes from a 9 till 3 at the high school. What day is that? On Sunday. That's on Sunday. All right, so lots of things going on, including if you want to head down to Platte. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, 11 degrees, and we need to hear from Brittany and Barron Equity. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers sold 130 to 145. High-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 135 to 150. Choice Holstein steers sold 115 to 134, and unfinished steers and heifers were 114 and down. As for call cows, the top 20% sold 85 to 94.50, topping at 96. 60% sold from 55 to 84, and the bottom 20% sold 54 and down. As for call bulls, they sold from 75 to 90, with thin, full, and bulls over one one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is April 15th. We also have cattle consigned as well. With spring being right around the corner, it's a sale that you won't want to miss. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And now we're going to head to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. Hut cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 166 to 175. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 155 to 165. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 150 to 165. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 146 to 154. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 135 to 145 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 134 and down. Cow market steady with the Highland Cows 83 to 98. Cutters and utilities 67 to 82 with a low yielding and canter cow is 66 cents and down. Bull market steady most bull bringing it 95 to 110. The thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 94 cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, April 3rd, starting at 12:30 with sheep and goats, followed by hogs, calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is hot aimed at Equity Lives in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the folks at Star Blends right along with us on the farm truck. As do the folks at Equity Livestock, including Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. Good morning, Jerry. How's the woodpile doing? You're still using it, I would imagine. Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, we're doing, yeah, woodpile's going down, but uh, hopefully we'll have enough because, you know, it, it's uh, not the middle of June yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to keep doing it. Well, uh, take us through the week so far. We've had uh, three days of trading. How's it been? It's been good.
Good, Bob. Uh, we'll tell the folks about it. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be a summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Uh, lighterweight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from 160 to 192. Uh, your middleweight beef steers, uh, uh, 145 to 185. Heavier short-term beef steers, 125 to 155. Lighterweight beef heifers on yesterday's auction, uh, 140 to 180. And about all the rest of the heifers on yesterday's sale were selling from 130 to 175. A lot of Holsteins on the sale yesterday. Uh, lightweight Holsteins uh, from 130 up to uh, uh, 186 on some lighterweight cattle, and most of the other Holsteins selling between 97 and a dollar 60. And now we'll get into the market portion of the auction yesterday on the cow market. Continues to be good demand on the cows, conventional type cows yesterday. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows selling from 90 up to a top of 105. Uh, most of the cows this week and yesterday selling from 69 to 89. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 68. On the uh, bull trade yesterday, your better quality bulls from 95 up to a top of 113. Lighter bulls below 90. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from uh, 130 up to uh, 130 to 145. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins yesterday, 145 to 149 and a half. And your uh, select grading cattle under finished cattle, 130 and below. Calves continue to be very strong. Good quality Holstein bull calves yesterday from 125 to one, 125 to 275. We did top our course on Monday at 345. Heifer calves mostly 50 to a dollar. Beef calves again continue to be very good demand, 250 to 500, and we topped on Monday at 550. We are at Thursday already. Our sale this, mor- uh, this morning does start at 11 o'clock. Market auction today. We sell market cows, fed cattle, and bulls. Baby calves will be after the lunch hour today. So, just want to take a look at uh, next week here at Stratford. Uh, first of all, our next dairy auction will be next Tuesday, uh, election day. Uh, next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, April 5th. We do got a nice lineup of cattle for that sale, including a consignment of uh, beef cows. If you folks are looking in the beef business, we've got uh, these cows are going to be uh, black Angus, red Angus, and some crossbreds. Uh, uh, and they, of course, will be pre checked for you uh, next Wednesday. That'll be at 1230 along with the uh, rest of the feeder cattle for that. So if cattle are consigned, uh, let us know. Put them on the list for you, 687-4101. And one other note, Bob, before I sign off here, uh, like I mentioned, Election Day on, on uh, April 4th next week. So, folks, if you got absentee ballots sitting on your kitchen table, get it in the mail today so we get it and count it on Tuesday. Good idea because it's an important election, as all elections are. Hey, you enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Uh, yeah, Bob, you're not taking the convertible out today at not all. Not even you? close. Not even <laughs> close. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford sale barn. Board of Trade, corn and beans a little higher yesterday. More corn sales to China, a little stability in the banking industry. Overnight, though, a little give back. July corn down a penny at 629. Oats down a penny at 364. Wheat down a penny at 714. July soybeans down a penny at 1449. Meal down 90 cents a ton, 452.90. Country elevator prices? Northside elevator loyal location. Corn is at 617 with beans at 1412. At the Arcadia location, corn's at 620 and soybeans are at 1422. Wheat and grain ship of Falls location, corn's at 597 with beans at 1418. And Connorsville location, 
popcorns at five ninety seven with beans at fourteen thirteen. On the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plum six nineteen today. Baldwin six oh five. Well, Baldwin and Mondovi both have corn at six oh five. Beans fourteen fifteen. Corn is six dollars in Duran. Soybeans fourteen ten. Elmwood six oh five on the corn fourteen twenty in the beans at Fall Creek five ninety one and thirteen ninety. Osseo the corn's up to six ten today. Beans at fourteen twenty. Elk Mound six oh six and fourteen sixteen. Sparta six oh five on the corn. 1424 on the soybeans, Ellsworth 580 and 1370. Ethanol plants today, Boyceville corn 617, Stanley 622, New Richmond grain facility 612. Barrel cheese four and a half lower, 190 and a half. Blocks down another nine and three quarters yesterday, 193 and a half. Lost 16 cents on the block trade in two days. Butter up two and three quarters at 239 and three quarters. March class three up a penny, 1806. April down two, 1950. May down eight at 1850. June up 12 at 1847. July up 17 at 1893. Prices were higher through December. 11 degrees is all it is right now. We'll get about 41. Mixed precipitation today, so be aware of that. Spring's going to get here. Just hang in there. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.